As we look to rebound in Houston, Mike Gundy has found a way to galvanize this team and give us more hope, while Mike Boynton, on the other hand, has men's basketball trending the wrong direction. But thankfully, we got Brett Yormark to decided to step up big and jump off the top rope to deliver for the Big 12 once again. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen. Here on Locked On Oklahoma State, we're available on all of your podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube. Find me personally on Twitter at All Day O State. Today, partially brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Make sure LinkedIn is who you're going to use to find the right candidates faster and for free. Go to LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College today to get yourself rocking and rolling with the best hires. Terms and conditions do apply. So as we prepare to get right in Houston, which we've covered from a little bit of a recruiting angle and an alumni angle is obviously massive for Oklahoma State and the trajectory for what we could potentially play for, which is a Big 12 championship. If we win the last two games against Houston and Brigham Young, we are in the Big 12 title game. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Of course, that's because it's logical that the team that happens to be in a two or in a three-way tie for second place holds wins over the other schools. So thankfully, the Big 12 is able to kind of sort that out, which is another reason why you got to be watching whether you're an Oklahoma State fan or not, with what Brett Yormark has able to do or been able to do, with you know the announcement, obviously, of the new teams, in addition to uh, the, the four new that we brought in for this season, we get the four new ones for next season, the four corner schools, as it is aptly named. And then the Big 12 Mexico stuff, and then the Big 12 uh, Yonkers stuff, and Rucker Park, and Madison Square Garden that he's, he's trying to negotiate more tournaments and things of that nature for bigger pieces of the pie for the Big 12 and the basketball landscape. Whether you like wrestling or not, now I'm not talking about Oklahoma State wrestling. Of course, we all like that, right? We're, we're looking for a big year. But we're talking about the other side of the wrestling arena, which is the, the WWE side. When I was growing up, it was WWF. I never really got super into it. My cousins were hardcore. Uh, I will admit I did dress up as Sting one year because uh, I thought his his face paint and everything coming out of the ceiling was pretty cool. But other than that, you know, I never really got wrapped up into it, nor am I necessarily going to get wrapped up into it this, this go around either. But I have to admit, this is about the future security, longevity of success for the Big 12. And Brett Yomark continues to add another wrinkle is now the WWE will be a part of the festivities all the way the week up to the December 2nd Big 12 championship game in Arlington. And now, instead of getting a trophy, the MVP, most valuable player of the Big 12 title game, will get a legitimate WWE belt that's being built by them at this very moment for this event. So it's going to have some like WWE Big 12 logo but from what I was able to read, it's going to be like the full-on full on deal, right? So they're going to go through the professional process. 
of, of having a belt made like they would hand to one of their, their champions or whatever. I think that's uh, it's even more reasons that we have to be excited about the Big 12 and the, even more reason that we need to be excited about the potential capitalization that Oklahoma State could, in fact, find themselves in squarely in this new Big 12 race. As Brett Yomark continues to do more things, and here's the deal, there's going to be some that find this somewhat laughable, like, oh, he's reaching, they're trying to do a Big 12 Mexico, how cute, they're trying to do basketball tournaments, Madison Square Garden, how cute, that that, that type of thing you're going to continue continuously here this is in the same vein with this wwe stuff because if you don't care you're probably like well that that's cute but you know whatever i'm viewing it from uh, the other side of the coin which is regular mark's gonna have to get kind of you know i would say unique maybe is the right word in some of the pitches because a lot of the big time stuff uh, to go alongside the super bowl style halftime show um. Yeah, a lot of people from like Big Ten and, and SEC country are inevitably going to say that this is a cute thing for Brett Yomark to try to make the Big Twelve, you know, relevant. And that's just tongue in cheek, right? Because it doesn't really matter what realms Brett Yomark has to break into. All he's doing is looking for more eyeballs for the Big Twelve conference. And if that comes in the in the form of WWE wrestling, just like some of the other conference affiliate mates might want to pretend that it's not a big deal and it's cute, it is a big deal. It is a big deal because there's still a international viewership platform that, that WWE has. And I don't know what kind of audience they still get. I honestly don't. I don't know what their demographic is, but I know there's still a lot of people that are my age that absolutely love WWE to this day. So you are, you know, adding some of the nostalgic qualities that people my age look for, but you're also bringing in potentially a, a new age of people, fan base wise, that maybe didn't really care a whole lot about the Big Twelve. And let's take it from a, a wrestling angle. Oklahoma State, we're all about capitalization this season. If we, as a wrestling program, can get back to the heights that we invented, we invented the heights of all there is for wrestling. If we can get back to that, you know. I'd, we recall AJ Ferrari having a WWE contract. And even then I was like, well, that's a little ridiculous, but I mean, if it would have worked out and he wouldn't have been a complete uh, crazy person, whenever things got kind of wild for him, that was another Avenue. I always thought the UFC, we would have more of a, a pipeline per se for that. And we are still having some guys that are doing some pretty big things. Daniel Cormier, obviously was big. Everybody loved watching me, personally, the big rig, Johnny Hendricks, he was my favorite guy to, to watch. Randy Couture is one of the greatest legends of the sport who's an all-time old-school cowboy. But WWE obviously still has a platform, and you still have people like John Cena and Brock Lesnar, and, and I know Dwayne The Rock Johnson makes appearances and something to that effect as well. Now, they haven't released the WWE cast that's going to be in Arlington all week, kind of help promoting the, the event. But for a large group of people, it's all about the extra eyeballs. And that's what the Big 12 needs. We need extra eyeballs. So if we, if Brett Yormark has to continue to get creative and innovative in doing so, I, I don't think that he's done anything other than the future schedules that have been detrimental to the Big 12. And I don't necessarily think that the future schedules are det detrimental by any stretch. I will say that the future schedules 
didn't really seem to uh, try to, you know, lock in on future rivalries, which I think is a little bit of a mistake, but that's it, right? Everything else Brett Yormark has done has been pretty remarkable, and it's put the Big 12 in a very, very good position moving forward. I uh, I can't wait to see what else Brett Yormark has in store. This Big 12 championship in Arlington, this one, has turned into a big event. It just, it has, no matter what anyone wants to pretend or anyone wants to say negatively about the Big 12, this has turned into a very big event. So you're going to have people outside the scope of the Big 12 that enjoy what Brady Ormark and the Big 12 Conference is going to be able to show in this next Big 12 title game. One that we squarely should find ourselves right in. We got to take care of business. Houston is the next in line that we have to make sure to get done. And if we do take care of Houston, which we're about to talk about, some of the guys that can help us kind of do that, it'll wash away this ugly loss. It just will. I know that's not what everyone wants to hear if you're not an Oklahoma State fan, but it is what it is. We also need to talk to you today about the hiring process, right? You know LinkedIn is the best. LinkedIn Jobs is always going to be the best in helping you find the right candidates. If you want to be 100% certain that you're going to find the best qualified people for your job, you got to go to LinkedIn Jobs. Do it right now for fast and for free. Two things that everybody seems to like. Create a job post right now, then add it to your purple hiring hashtag frame with your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are, in fact, hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it simple and easy for you to hire the best candidates for your job and the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize on who to interview and hire next. These are reasons why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates faster you want to talk to, and you can post your job for free. Do that today at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Go to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions obviously do, in fact, apply. Another thing that's uh, usually applicable in life is trying to have the best time physically possible without all the craziness of hangovers. Athletic athletic brewing is going to definitely be your best stop for the best-tasting non-alcoholic beer game. They have revolutionized this thing just for y'all. You can be the game-changer of the week. You can be part of the game-changer of the week. Much like your favorite player, coach, athletic brewing has changed everything in the non-alcoholic beer game to make things that actually taste good. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning. They beat out full-strength beers in global competitions all the time. They're consistently releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. That's why they are the fit for all times. You can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity mo enjoyable. Watch the big game, go to your kid's game, be tackling practice or watch tackling practice with no hangovers. It's the best part. Right now, first-time customers can use our code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. Go to a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. Again, that is LOCKEDON, all one word, at checkout for 15% off off athleticbrewing.com. Near beer. Exclusions conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company is the fit for all times. So the rebound in H-Town. I mean, obviously, Ollie Gordon's going to be on a mission. He does still continue to lead the country in rushing. 
But off of the first time we've ever really seen Ollie Gordon get shut down, I think we all anticipate a big rebound. And we, we've covered earlier in the week one of the reasons I think why is because of the offensive line. Even in the loss, the offensive line actually got did a pretty good job getting a hat on a hat, get to the second level, opening up some holes. Ollie Gordon just, you know, defenses have seemed to maybe found the way you tackle him, and that's with his shoestrings. Guys are knifing in from the backside, and they've been able to kind of shoestring tackle Ollie Gordon a decent amount in the last two games now. So maybe from a play-calling perspective, we can find different ways to kind of keep that outside defensive end honest. Now, traditionally, you go to an RPO style of system, which we do incorporate a little bit, but Alan Bowman is not a threat to pull the ball. And if he is a threat to pull the ball, he's not a threat to necessarily uh, gash the defense for a big game. So it's kind of hard for us to isolate the defensive end or the outside linebacker and get them to commit to something that we want them to commit to. So this is one of the games where I think Josiah Johnson can come up big because Josiah Johnson, he's gotten significantly better throughout the course of the season in blocking. We've seen whenever he does get targets. I think he has one drop on the year. He might have two. I'm pretty sure it's only one. He doesn't get the ball enough. And clearly, he's gotten better at blocking. He's not just eye candy. The defenses do know that you have to respect where he goes on the field. I think another one of the ways that we can soften up the defense and make the defensive end and outside linebackers commit to things that we kind of need them to will be with more usage of Josiah Johnson, even if it's in the very, very quick game. Pivot routes, three yards right off of the line of scrimmage. That could be ways to kind of keep the defense more honest because, once again, what is Houston going to do? It's the same thing the last four teams have tried to do and only one was able to do, and that is stop the run. You stop Ollie, that seems to be the consensus on how you beat Oklahoma State. Naturally, if you make anybody one-dimensional, they're going to have a, a pretty good go of it. So another person that I do think that can help in this exact area is going to be from the fullback position. Braden Cassidy has not received a handoff yet. Braden Cassidy has had a couple passes thrown his way, but it's usually just the safety check down valve type of thing. This should be a time where we can try to utilize the spacing on the field because we weren't able to do such against UCF, partially due to the, per the potential pouring down of rain. But, yeah, a lot of things that we weren't able to do against UCF, we should obviously try to do against Houston, which is open up different voids, different areas and different zones that will keep the defense more honest. So, of course, I expect the offensive line to rebound, which – Obviously, means Ollie Gordon is going to have the opportunity to rebound as well. But I see the tight end and fullback position needing to be a little bit bigger in this game, simply because teams that are starting to jackknife in the backside they're not even they're not even paying attention to what we're doing on that side of the field. They're not those defensive ends, linebackers. They're getting in there with the sole purpose of literally jackknifing in diving and trying to get something on Ollie if they can't get him down to at least slow him down. It's kind of an odd way to be effective, but nonetheless, it has been effective. We saw OU was able to kind of knife in there and do a decent amount of damage that way as well. UCF saw that, found something on film they could exploit, and they were able to do so. So this is a couple games in a row now. The backside jackknife defensive end guy has been able to trip up Ollie Gordon 
even when he has daylight. There's been a couple of shoestring tackles that have legitimately saved touchdowns or at least 15 to 20-yard gains because there's a lot of green grass in front of Ali if he does get by that. I mean, that, that could be something that he's going to have to work on as, as well. When you're that talented, shoestring tackles don't happen all that often. And we know Ollie's a beast, right? So if you try to tackle him anywhere high, good luck. But we can help him by utilizing the tight end and fullback position in a little bit of a different way to kind of freeze the defensive end and the linebackers. So I would definitely ex expect us to try to do some of that in this game. Another thing that you could potentially do is with the slot receiver, you could kind of do some different drag routes, right? We, we do a, a lot of crossing route concepts, right? And sometimes it's just a matter of Alan Bowman recognizing what guy is going to get caught up in the wash. Because inevitably when you have a crossing route, there is somebody on the defensive side of the ball that's going to be put back on his heels just a little bit. So this could be an you know, opportunity where we utilize the slot, tight end, fullback, all kind of together to create mismatches and different areas of exploitation that Ollie Gordon and the offensive line can take advantage of as well. So, yeah, to me, uh, another X factor in this game is going to be Braden Cassidy, Josiah Johnson. I could always use more Josiah Johnson, but this is a game where I think strategically – schematically we can make use of him without always having to throw him the ball to open up lanes for Ollie Gordon. And I think that's something that hasn't necessarily been, been talked about. So yeah, I definitely think that uh, if we get tight end fullback more involved, it'll help Ollie Gordon. It'll help the offensive line. And realistically speaking, I mean, it's going to help the passing game as well. I think Leon had a pretty good game. BP had a pretty decent game. Other than those two guys, I mean, Rashad showed up as well. So the receivers, I don't think, are, are that big of a question. It's just we got to make sure that we're getting them the ball and we're keeping keeping drives strung together. One of the ways we can do that is with Josiah Johnson and Brayden Cassidy. This go around. Now we got to cover hoops. Lack thereof is probably the, the better talking point. It's just, oh, man, Mike Boynton does so many good things. He does so many great things, and then he just can't seem to win. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, anybody who, you can win, though. It, you don't have to have the Mike Boynton problems in your life. By using prize picks today, you can capitalize on your money making scenarios. Prospects is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Goodness, I know words are hard for me. All you got to do is pick two to six players more than or less than their stat projections. That's it. You don't have to battle all the other players, pros, sharks, numbers, just more than or less than. It's that easy. And what I think the best part is you can mix and match. So you can use guys from the NFL, guys from college, and a top 25 CFP matchup or an NFL game. Now you can also spread your wings a little bit more. Basketball season, it's here. And you can do combo projections across football and basketball with Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. An example, you can use Kate Cunningham 
right? But you can also sprinkle in some Jalen Warren if you want to. You want to play alongside some of the, the greats like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz? You can do that as well with community plays. With the reboot policy that makes sure that if your player gets hurt in the first half of CFP football or basketball games now and doesn't return for the second half, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with that kind of injury insurance. So make sure you go to prizepix.com slash locked on college. Make sure you use that code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, Go to prospects.com slash locked on college. Make sure you use that code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Basketball. Basketball. People tend to forget that uh, Kate Cunningham came because of Mike Boynton, as did a, a decent portion of the big time guys that we've been able to get recruiting wise. This class is no different. The number nine ranked recruiting class in America. 2024 class already looks pretty good for another top 15, possibly top 10 national recruiting ranking. So the question now is, how? How does Mike Boynton continue to recruit at this level, but the X's and O's side of things is just so lacking? Uh, I was, you know, had a good time at the homecoming in hoops. And then the exhibition game, but uh, even in the exhibition game, it's like, okay, well, we don't look very dominant. Even in the stretches that we did dominate, we didn't look very dominant, but we have a lot of players. We have a lot of athletes. We have a lot of talent. Then we roll out a loss to start the season. Now, Stephen F. Austin, not a bad ball club, right? Or, or, or Abilene Christian, sorry. Huddling Christian, not a bad ball club, but it's a bad loss. And you turn around, you beat Sam Houston. That's equally not, not that bad of a win. And then we lose again to say Bonaventure to set ourselves up for the third place game. But that's less important than being one and two. And what's really bad about that is, I mean, there's a long way to go. And the Big 12 does provide a lot of extra extra credit you can get in there but also the flip side of that coin is when you get into the big 12 play you're not gonna have very many sam houston's or st bonaventures or stephen f austin's it just yeah it's not not a great look and then the women's side of things i think we we have another talented class coming in and jc hoyt is a whisper when it comes to that side of the, the 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 basketball, but you know the loss to Colorado. It's not that it's not a bad loss by any stretch, and they're a future Big Twelve foe yet again. So not that bad. But obviously we're playing with a depleted roster, and it's going to take a little bit of time for everybody to become fully healthy and available. Which is, I think, why. Women's gets a little bit more of a pass, and we're two and one. I mean, having a winning record, that, that helps too. But having a loss this early on, it's not great. Having multiple losses this early on, I couldn't, I couldn't guess the statistical uh, analysis side of how often a team can be this bad and non-con 
and then play in the best conference in America and it'd be beneficial by the end of the year. It can happen. It could take some time for everybody to get on the same page. But this is not a good start, Mike Boynton. It's going to be rough to go down as yet another phenomenal recruiter that just cannot get the wins and the losses column sorted out correctly. But, anywho, there's uh, a lot to look forward to. Thankfully, we're getting closer to get your orange on Friday. All right, y'all. You know I love you. Thank you very much for tuning in to make this your first listen. You could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. Go hit the like, share, comment, subscribe, Spotify, Apple, all of the other podcasts. Go leave a review. All right, y'all. As always, God bless. Go Pokes. Until next time. Later, taters.